0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hi, I'm Megan Gilker. Welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Welcome today, friends. It is a nice, rainy summer day. And I don't know about you guys, you know, in the winter, it feels really nice to have sunny days, but in the summer, it always feels really nice to have some rainy days. I think it's something about the just like juxtaposition of it and that we have so much of something, abundance of something. That sometimes in order to enjoy it a little more, it feels nice to have the other. So I am just enjoying the rain because it always says to me, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to have a day of rest or a day to focus on getting something done inside or to just, you know, take a nap. (laughs) I just, after a lot of warm days, it is always nice to have a good, steady rain. And we aren't like the South where when we get rain, it's just like downpour. We get those occasionally in the summer, but most of the time it's nice and steady, straight down, kind of misty. It just feels really perfect. And I am just enjoying that today. So that said though, I wanted to talk about something that I personally am experiencing, so I realized I didn't tell you guys what we were going to talk about this week, but basically we're going to talk about deer, and it sounds funny to be talking about, but I just had the first time that in all of our times where we have a lone doe, a female deer, who is meandering our property. And she found her way to our pear tree and our apple tree and picked off individually all the little leaves on them. So I'm having to go back through all my ideas about how to deter deer naturally. And it's one of the biggest questions that I get is people ask all the time like you live on 15 acres how do you keep deer out so i wanted to share all the things that i've done things i've considered just things that i've learned in my research and i needed to do this anyways because i was dealing with this and i'm i'll talk about how i plan to conquer that after we go through everything towards the end what I plan to do. So I have a whole blog post today that is also connected to this with all the notes from this. If you need any of those ideas. So no need to take notes. There's a blog post in the show notes that gives you reference to everything. But we'll just dive into this. I'm sure many of you have thought about this, even if you live in a city or if you live in the country deer prevalent. Like Deer numbers are increasing. It's why we're seeing an increase in ticks. We're seeing an increase in all these other things. And when that happens, you know, and there's not enough food, they are willing to go into urban areas and things like that. So if you live in a city or whether very deeply in the city, or if you live in a suburban area, you're not going to avoid deer. And It's not just us that live in the country that experience the the deer's activity. And I personally love deer. I think they're beautiful animals. I love watching them, especially in the winter, just moving across the landscape. On our hills, we can see like their little black shadows, especially in the evenings. It's just beautiful. And I, I love it. But... I don't love them in the garden and I don't love them eating things of mine that I don't want to. But on the same note, I've had to realize that they're also here, that I share this land with them. They are part of the ecosystem and it's about working with them, not against them, I guess, so to speak. And there are ways to do that without being Controlling or harmful to them or harmful to any other critters. So, we're going to go through that. And I hope you guys find this interesting, especially since a lot of you ask questions about this, because it always surprised people that we don't have a fence around our upper garden. And I'm going to tell you why today. So, first of all, one of the main ways that I personally keep deer out of our both our upper garden and the lower garden is through plants. Deer have specific plants that they avoid. And the more of these you have around perimeters, the more they're going to avoid them, avoid those areas. So some of these plants, and I have deeper notes on these in the blog post, but they are my favorites, I guess, are lavender giant marigolds, not just the little ones. I have found that with deer, you got to step it up and go to those really, really big ones. If you don't know about them, like these guys have, I would say they're like saucer size, uh, marigold flowers. Like they're just huge. And my kids love to pick them and then throw them at each other like snowballs. They call it marigold fights. And it Anyways, they, these plants get humongous, like two and a half to three feet wide, two to three feet tall, at least, sometimes almost four by the end of the season. And the fragrance is so intense that the deer, one, won't eat it, two, they avoid it. And bonus, it also keeps out squirrels and rabbits and mice. But lavender, that's the thing that both keeps ticks out and deer out. They kind of go hand in hand, but why lavender is so cool is it's low maintenance. It's a perennial. There's lots of different varieties. So almost anywhere you can use this and they don't need a lot. Like in fact, lavender really prefers not a lot of fuss. It needs to be trimmed once and then it's done but they don't like the scent of it. It's very overpowering to them. They don't want to eat it because of the dusty foliage and it's just, they they avoid it. And so I have slowly built up a huge amount of lavender, but I still have more to go, obviously, because we have these deer coming up and eating leaves off my pear trees. But the other ones are some of the mint family and sage family, which are catmint, Rus- Russian sage. Sorry about that. Salvia's and hyssop. Those are all ones that they also don't like, which are also beautiful plants that attract wonderful pollinators. So you can trade one for the other, so to speak. And they're also low maintenance plants. The other ones you can also consider are yarrow, dill. And then poppies and daffodils are a big deterrent to them because they're, um, poisonous plants to them. And, and I believe to humans, but I'm not 100% certain anyways, why they're very useful is that if the deer find them, especially in large groupings, they'll believe that like the rest of that garden area isn't interesting. So they'll avoid it. Naturally, because they think that everything's like that, so you can kind of play on some of the I guess ways that deer work for your advantage. It's not harmful to them; they'll avoid these things. so if you use these plants, it's super helpful. There are more plants that like deer won't specifically eat or they'll avoid from a consumption standpoint, but these ones I found really deter them. Like they keep them away. And if you use a lot of these plants, then the deer are going to think, oh, there's no food here. I'm not going to wander around here. But every deer, every herd of deer is different. Nature is not 100%. So plants sometimes may not be the only answer to all this. Like. I have found that they these significantly help but I found a yarrow the other day that a deer was standing on in order to get to my beans that were climbing the fence and they were eating the tops off those so like I said it is not 100% but that was a small yarrow plant that had been recently planted and yarrow gets huge over time so I have a feeling that over time it will be helpful, but at its small stage, it is not. So I think if you're utilizing plants, you have to do it in a massive way. Like there has to be a lot of it, which is hard to put in early on. So that kind of takes us to the next thing, which is the obvious one that people talk about. And it is a fence. So we have a fence. is a very simple fence, affordable fence, relatively, and it, it works great. But the thing is, is like, and this is how it works for us, is that our fence is only like five, four and a half, five, almost five feet at certain points tall, which you're like, well, deer can jump over that, Megan. Like, what are you thinking? So there's some tricks. And this is how also we don't have a fence around our upper garden, so deer have this thing that they don't like to like they don't like things where they cannot understand the depth and the height fully like if something has varying heights like wavy or there's lines across the upper area and they can't figure out where exactly the lines are. Or the depths of something is something they can't really read well, because they don't want to be trapped. That's like one thing, because once they're trapped, they're then vulnerable. And so, for survival purposes, they don't like, they naturally don't have good depth and like width and height perception. So, if it's not like the straight line or a specific depth, They actually won't even go in it. So for our upper garden, what we've done is we actually grew, we have like our concrete, like um, retaining wall that we created, but then the guy that we hired to do the fence or like, or the plantings and design, he suggested this and taught me this. And so I give Tracy all the credit here, but we planted three different varieties of bushes That at the time were just sticks, but now they're all these different heights and widths and depths. And so the deer will not go into that yard area because they cannot figure it out. They cannot figure out how how tall it is, how deep it is, where it begins, where it ends, and thus it's not worth their effort. So we've never knock on wood had deer up in that garden. And that's how we have avoided having a fence around there for deer, because we definitely have deer around here. I find the tracks all the time, but the plants that I planted that I listed above also deter both the squirrels, the mice, and the rabbits. And I know this because when those plants are there, those thing, those guys never come around. But when they're not there all winter long, there's rabbit poop, there's mice tracks, there's squirrels storing, you know, acorns in our garden beds, like, cause I find oaks in there the next year. So they're there. It's just these plants are keeping them away. So that's how we've avoided a fence in our upper garden. But in our lower garden, what we've done is we grow things up that fencing at different heights. Like right now we have sugar snaps that are growing up them and they'll bite at them. Like they're biting our beans right now, but they're not to a point that it's really deterring. Like it's really like a bad thing for those plants. Those plants will recover because they're not like eating them down to like no leaves or anything like that. Also knock on wood for now. But if they do, the thing that we we plan to do is we plan to use a fish line or string because we have the posts that are like over eight feet tall. And if you use fish line or string or some sort of like metallic looking thread or something like that and you zigzag it or crisscross it, they see the reflection or like the glinting of the, the thread and they'll avoid it. So. It's, it's simple like that. So you can actually avoid spending a ton of money on like an eight-foot fence with doing something like this. Now, if you have trees, this is different, and I'll get to that in a minute. But that is how we have avoided it. I have not found deer tracks or deer damage inside of the fence just yet. So I'm hoping we can avoid it. We shall see because they're definitely testing the perimeter a little bit but I will keep you updated on that one. But like I said, if we do, this is what we're doing, but we also have all of those plants on the exterior and some on the interior. So those scents are coming off from the inside. And so they may not be as interested, but willing to pick around a little bit and see what they can find. There's probably more work to be done, but that's part of the game, right? So the other thing you can also do is you can create like a perimeter of like rocks and things like that because the deer do not like larger, not gravel, but like larger stones. And it's kind of like horses and pigs and giraffes and cows, like hooved animals. They don't, like those because it makes them unsteady and can actually hurt their, their legs and their feet. So they don't like walking on that. So that's another way you can also do it naturally, but you got to put a lot of rock in cause it has to be, you know, a pretty good depth where they can't just jump over it. Um, so, but you can always put plants inside of there if that's your aesthetic, but there are a few other ways and things that I have found that are also helpful. That are a little more generic, like they didn't really all clump together, but I feel like they're still super helpful. Is having a dog is oddly really helpful. So the dog urine is actually a deterrent to deer uh, because they see dogs and coyotes as predators. So in foxes, because if they're in groups, they can hunt the deer. And sometimes dogs also indicate human activity. So they are kind of a helpful thing in the sound they don't like as well. So, like, it's really odd for deer to find comfort around the scent of dog urine. So, take your dog on a walk around your property and, you know, let them do their business, <laughs> I guess. Another thing that I found is that using light deterrence. So this, you can use a couple different things. So you can use motion lighting to scare them off. Uh, some people use like motion lights on their garden. And so if a deer comes around the light flickers and goes off and the deer run off because it means that maybe there's humans, maybe there's something that's going to get them. Like it freaks them out or a car, things like that. So the other thing which we have, and we're about to add a couple more are these things called night guards. They are, I have a link to them in the show notes, but they're a solar powered light deterrent that basically you put on a post and they like flicker. The light flickers like in this like erratic way with like red and other colors that like our eyes can't see, I believe. And we have them around our chicken coop and they deter all sorts of predators and pests because what they do is they make The deer or the raccoons or the coyotes believe that their predator is there. And so, even though it works like about, uh, you know, it works for like a ton of different animals because of the eyes, like it's like the eye idea, like, you know, how coyotes, like their eyes will change depending on what they're doing to in order to communicate to one another at night, which is fascinating, but the lights of their eyes will change. So, it's kind of works in that way where like the deer would see it and be like, oh, there's something over there. I'm not going to go over there. So you can use those. And like I said, they're solar powered. So you put a battery in them and then they're good. Like you don't ever really have to mess with them again. The other thing that works really well is just netting. And I know people don't want to put nets and things like that over their vegetables or their plants or things like that, but it does work. And especially bird netting on your plants, which like we're putting bird netting on, we put it on all our berries and grapes because the we love having birds around. But when you have birds around, it also means that they'll eat things. So sure, you still lose some things, but not nearly to the degree that we would if we didn't have the netting on there. So bird netting is pretty inexpensive. It's like 14 bucks for a huge roll of it. And... The pollinators can still get in like butterflies and bees and things like that, but you're protecting it from the deer who can't really like get into it. I mean, they might. And if you're still seeing a lot of damage, you can put fleece over the top. This deters pollinators, obviously. So I would just put it on during the night and evenings uh, when the pollinators aren't around and when the deer are. So that's kind of the beauty of deer is they're mostly nocturnal so they can come around during the day you know i would say that fleece is probably the it's probably the most helpful but it's the least it's the most difficult i guess <laughs> to work with because you want it off during the day whereas the bird netting works throughout all of that time but the one thing that bird netting does is it still can allow the deer to get a some sort of access to the plant and that's you know that's up to you i guess like what works for you but that is a lot of like what we we've done in order to keep deer at bay but like i said it's obviously not 100% because you know we have these deer coming in and they actually pecked off the tops of a few of my potato plants which are outside of our garden fence They're on the and i kind of did that just to test You know, what would these plants or what would these deer do if those were out there? It seems like we've only had them come through one, maybe two nights, but they're still there. So what am I going to do? I think that's a great thing that I've, like I said, like I've been thinking about this, obviously. Right now I'm just watching the damage because if it gets worse, I probably am going to do something. And what I would do is I'm probably going to cage the trees because they're still young enough that, especially if they were eating at the bark or the uh, the branches or the tops of the trees, I will probably cage them. And they probably need it for winter anyways this year, because now that the deer know they're there in the winter, they will come back. So that's what I would do for the trees. For the potatoes, I probably won't do anything this year. But what I might do is take some lavender down there, go buy some, and put it in the ground around it. And my bet, though, is that the deer, if they're willing enough and motivated enough, they will bite over the top of the lavender and won't care because that's how they work. But it's worth a try, I guess. But right now, it's just not there. They've only bitten the tops off like a couple plants. So I'm not really motivated to go out and make a change at this moment. The other thing I could do is put bird netting over the top of them at night, particularly, or fleece over the top of them at night and protect them that way if I notice that, you know, there's a lot of damage. Because, you know, potatoes, thankfully, like most of their energy is coming from the root system where the tubers are. So there isn't like, they obviously cannot lose all of their greens because they lose all the greens then they're not photosynthesizing and growing, but a few tops here and there isn't going to ruin the plant. So I always think about this when it comes to the garden is, you know, how much is it? you know, we can't always be 100% in the garden. It's just not possible. And to believe it is, is not a reality. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't have an issue in their garden. So I also think that maybe there's sometimes like in life, like maybe a challenge is something that's naturally supposed to occur and some growth or something else comes out of it that we can't see in the moment, but it comes out later. So I don't get too upset about it, I guess. Like, I'm like, oh, that's frustrating. But it's an opportunity to learn. So I guess it's how I see it. Everybody's different. and But isn't the, les- the lesson of the garden always about embracing imperfection? I think so. But, you know. Well, if you guys enjoyed this episode today, I know it was quick. But we have our Friday meditation episode, which will also be pretty quick this week, but it's really good. I've really enjoyed writing it. And we have that coming out on Friday. So I hope you guys enjoy it. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on the subscribe button or follow along if you're on Spotify so that we can have more awesome episodes like this one and all the others. It means a lot. It says a lot so do comments and reviews. Those mean a lot as well. So as always, thank you so much. And until next week, I'll see you out there.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.